रही है हेलो आई एम गीतांजलि एंड दिस इज माय फूड पॉडकास्ट डेकार सो लास्ट मंथ कोकोनट ऑयल स्लिप्ड इनटू कंट्रोवर्सी अब कभी कभी शरीफ लोग भी फिसल जाते हैं people who have missed this piece of news let me tell you that a harvard professor apparently claimed that coconut oil is one of the worst things you can eat and it's nothing but pure poison so 3rd september was coconut day and this topic was highly debated upon it was definitely a shocking statement to make especially when we know that since ages coconut oil may that be virgin or non virgin refined or non refined cold pressed or not is almost used for every issue here and india is one of the largest producers aur fir yahan to sentiments ko jaldi hurt hote hain care moving on today on my podcast i have with me ravina torani owner of yogi satwa ravina totally believes in living a wholesome healthy life and you'll get to know everything about it in our next segment so let's welcome her on our show my check one two pet puja kyan bhandar ravina yogi satwa is a gourmet organic health based company but organic you know is basically going back to basics so how do you manage to gourmetize it i think it's pretty much to do uh, with taking our regular fruit and veg and then creating something that's more premium out of it taking something as simple as you know your orange and making an interesting cake out of it or taking apple and using it as apple sauce in desserts and it's just using like carrots to make a vegan cheese dip so it's using our fruit and veg on a most basic level but really experimenting and bringing new flavors on the table and how do you go about educating an audience who are used to of consuming a particular taste over the years because certain foods are cheaper we've sort of inclined towards more towards buying it so if you see a mcdonald's is always packed a burger king always has people but that doesn't necessarily mean the food is good for you uh, and uh, we also got into the revolution of advertising our parents generation is the generation that had all those safola and canola oil advertisers so they know about these things through watching television and that's how they went about buying it so the buying has changed a lot a lot of the food from our grandparents time used to be homemade but from our parents generation stopped being homemade and more store bought like i remember in our house when uh, yogurt used to be made it used to be made homemade but in my parents generation now there's you know always store bought uh, yogurt so it's changed a lot and these are the things this is the uh, basic problem that has happened so i'm not saying that you need to be vegan or you need to be gluten free to like live a healthy lifestyle i'm saying you need to eat homemade food that's our basic philosophy so everything we make it's food that we would want to eat at home it's clean food there's no preservative so you can't buy it in bulk it'll never be packaged in you know to be sold on a mass level because we knew we were going to do something fresh and that's what we wanted to stay true to so even in terms of having maida on a cake nutritionally it's not that great for you but say you switch to a brown rice or a, even a white rice it's still much more nutritionally effective buckwheat is better just using grains that have more nutritional value is the goal you know using ingredients you can pronounce pretty much but don't you feel the word organic comes with an expensive tag it's largely expensive one because the demand for it is limited the supply has increased but the demand is still limited so the prices are high uh, also what happens is every time a new sort of trend starts 
there's an inflation price to it um and there are a lot of things like even now today in our business when we buy brown rice you know flour or we buy chia seeds they're so much more expensive here just buying organic and buying organic dry fruit is the biggest cost of all so there is that thing of like if more people do it it will go down but more people doing it it has to be a significant number for the price to go down it's like how everybody today has at some point in their life bought one nestle ka milk packet that's the kind of sale it needs to go for organic so that at some point the price drops so do you think fancy packaging or advertising can help this category i don't know if it's necessarily advertising or fancy packaging but i think it's more like awareness uh, when i started yogi satva and when we started with our cooking classes i really use that as a platform to not only teach recipes but to also educate people i think what happened largely is that you know we get caught up in like okay these people are doing this so let's follow this trend but why are you following this trend you know do you need to are you seriously gluten intolerant that you have given up gluten uh, are you lactose intolerant that you've given up dairy so it's also about educating yourself uh, advertising yes to a great degree helps because it's the only way to like reach out to a large number of people and in terms of packaging I cannot tell you that when we started we used to use really basic packaging and the amount of pressure we have received to like improve our packaging and make it more gift friendly. So I understand that people also want to give food to other people that comes in a beautiful package. So yeah these things do matter but ultimately it it is about having these open conversations and an open dialogue on like where is India going forward like where is the future of organic how can we start small? and how do we start today so fellow listeners yogi satwa hampers for diwali then ravina clean eating has taken a misguided turn we are spoiled with too many products and too much knowledge on whatsapp or from where not how does one go about segregating it like as kids we were forced to drink milk and now we are asked to go dairy free we blindly go with the fat without any clear explanations for the same so the simplest tool that i tell everybody to is first listen to your body you are your own teacher you are your own nutritionist you are your own guide and you are responsible for your health so the easiest way i tell people to sort of monitor what's suiting them or no is to have sort of a food diary and then check how they feel through the day is it after certain foods after a period of 2 hours they are not feeling so good is the stomach feeling bloaty that's an indication that probably what they ate for 2 hours before either for lunch or breakfast did not suit them are they waking up in the morning with bloating what did they eat for dinner are they eating timings regular how much water are they drinking so it's about going back to the basics eating clean is not genius everybody knows you should get rid of fried food limit your sugar intake and just eat like wholesome meals eat eat your colors eat the rainbow eat fruit and veg you know make home food don't buy packaged food if you are really into mcdonald's try and limit it to once a week try and eliminate fast food eventually from your life because it's not doing you any favors and really have no aerated beverages because they are full of sugar it's not a genius diet people have know about this for a long time it's just about lifestyle it's adopting it as an everyday lifestyle and making it part of your self nourishment so i don't really believe clean eating is a fad i just think it's for the health industry to stay relevant there has to be articles about it like they have to continuously coming come up with research so that people stay interested just like any other business so at the end of the day this is a market and there is a game of economics at play uh, but it's the most important thing is for the consumer to know that ultimately the consumer has the most power 
and without the consumer the industry is worthless so this i feel is really important for people to know absolutely couldn't agree more you know everyone in their life needs a push when we genuinely understand the value of a healthy mind and body you yourself are from media background what was the ground breaking moment in your life that drew you towards forming yogi satwa so yogi satwa largely started because i developed lactose intolerance i got really really ill 3 uh, years ago I, over a period of 2 weeks i had these non stop stomach infections and i was really sick to the point that i even got a sonography because i really thought like there's something more really wrong with me on a deeper level and i needed some more scientific evidence to confirm it but the sonography came out clean and it was just through like reading different articles on like you know uh, what can you do to cure yourself because i was on this bout of medication plus in india uh, whenever anybody gets stomach upset they give you khichdi which is basically rice and curd so it's consuming khichdi only so every day curd was being consumed and then i just read this article online uh, that you know you try giving up dairy for a week to see like if it suits you i decided i'll give up dairy for the week in a period of 3 days i had completely recovered and i was in shock because i am somebody who's grown up eating like paneer has had milk all her life and everything so i was like oh my god this is really strange but then getting a few food allergy tests and stuff i realized that i was lactose intolerant uh, i'm not particularly gluten intolerant uh, but my only grain that i can't tolerate is wheat but i can have other types of gluten So I just decided that when I became lactose intolerant it became a way of, for me to now start researching how to make food for myself and I was really heavily practicing yoga at the time and in yoga uh, wherever you practice in these retreats it's very common to get vegan food so I was developing all this amazing strength my sleep was better my skin looked great everything was amazing and I decided I'll come back from this yoga course and I'll fly to Bali to study how to be a vegan chef Uh, and i largely started out just for myself but then through the journey of yogi satwa with so much encouragement from my friends they were like you have to start selling food and then it just became through that journey that i just decided okay i'm going to take the plunge and start selling food and this is 3 years ago where veganism was not as popular as it is today and nobody knew about anything you know nobody knew about acai or matcha or maka or all these like superfoods that time i wasn't sure if there would be sort of receptivity to my food but touch wood it's really worked in my favor and yeah i just i just went for it i really didn't think about it i was very clear that i didn't want to have um, any sort of strong notion that people must eat only my way i just wanted to have a flexible attitude towards eating in general uh, and a more inclusive one the minute you tell people that they can't eat this 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 in their diet they are less likely to follow it but the minute you tell them this is all you can eat they're so much more excited and that's sort of the principle with the brand as well it's sort of inclusive like let's include you in our food plan let's not exclude your life out of it so in my regular cooking classes also i have people who are both vegan uh, or eating meat and i don't mind and i don't judge because it doesn't matter to me it's your life and it's your lifestyle choices this is the food i make and i believe in so you're welcome to share it with me so currently under yogi satwa what all are you guys providing with so right now we do uh, we retail vegan desserts daily we've also started some savory breads and we're going to start savory dips as well we provide cooking classes uh, i'm a yoga teacher myself so i provide yoga classes as well as we do food consultancy so if you're a restaurant or a catering business and you want uh, help with creating more vegan options on your menu so then we provide that sort of to you and we also uh, just 
take part in helping people in different activities so we combine like yoga and food workshops or we cater for different workshops so we have like a multi-dimensional thing for the business so that we also can stay relevant and stay interested in what we're doing Wow. But tell me something in a market like Bombay is it easy to launch something as niche as this? It's been difficult largely because the awareness is less. Now there's like a booming industry of people making all these vegan cakes and the minute you ask them is your chocolate dairy free? They have no idea. Like using dark chocolate does not mean that it's dairy free. And this is the problem that I face everywhere that the education is still limited and nobody is going out of their way to teach. And this is why when I started I the first thing I did is that I know I would sell food but I would also teach because you must know what you are buying and even with gluten free um there's a whole range of things with gluten free like you have to make sure the baking powder baking soda is also gluten free if you bake any bread and you're using yeast the yeast has to be gluten free so people don't know these things and then they end up buying product so first and foremost a lot of people buy product because it's a trend and not because they have the intolerance and secondly for people who do actually have the intolerance they are in danger because now they are exposed to many things that are in the market that may not actually be of good quality and lot of people brand their stuff as organic when it really isn't because everybody who's working in the organic space knows the price point so it's impossible for them to sell at that point and make a profit it's not like it wouldn't be organic and this is what i mean like that there is a certain uh lack in the education and awareness but i have found that if a customer is willing to give me their time even at an event if i'm selling and doing a pop up or a farmers market and i have that 5 minutes with the customer and they are receptive then i can definitely impart that education but it all depends on consumer to consumer but there is a want for it which i appreciate there is a willingness that i want to learn of course now with being vegan and gluten free for like 3 years now the latest uh, sort of trend and requests i get is keto, keto. like everybody wants to know are you going to put any keto desserts on the menu now the problem with keto is i don't believe in it and my main thing is i can't make food for a category i don't believe in and the main problem with keto is that ultimately like you have to use egg as a binder and then i can't be vegan and then the sweeteners they use are largely uh, synthetic erythritol and stevia and the problem with these is like they're nutritionally zero if something has gone through so much process in a factory that the calorie value is zero can you imagine what nutrition it would be and this is what i mean people have become a little bit obsessed with calories and stop looking at food as a whole and same thing even with dairy we looked at dairy because it gives us calcium so the marketing industry sold you a nutrient but they didn't sell you nutrition so we stop looking at wholesome nutrition and that's sort of what we urge people to do to look at like how you getting all your requirements in and not by giving up food but by including the right kind i'm just curious to ask does a gluten free or a dairy free product taste good it's very easy see it's not that big a deal that people make out of it for example if you eat your regular roti sabzi at home you just replace your wheat roti with rice or you do a buckwheat uh, i'm not a big fan of mixing grains like doing two grains together for rotis i feel like you should just do one grain meals it's easier for your body to understand and digest you can replace your breads by making you know cleaner quinoa seed breads or chia seed breads or just buckwheat just different 
it's work that'll require go into the kitchen and cook and be aware of what's happening it's not something you can just leave on your house help so there was a lot of like internationally that i was bringing in things so that i could sort of put in that product in and some things we still source internationally because they are cheaper and the quality is far superior for example raw cacao which is the purest form of chocolate doesn't have any dairy it's a super food it's high in antioxidants which we use in pretty much all of our dessert uh we get it in south india but it's roasted so what happens is when you roast the cacao grain it loses its nutrition so that we still bring from abroad we don't get it here and the quality we get here is not that potent it's not that strong and it's still not that great but for example chia seeds were not available here 3 years ago and now they're everywhere so things are coming in like goji berries goji berries are from kashmir they used to be exported out and then imported back to us which was rather silly and now finally kashmiri people are supplying to us and it's coming the system is being organized that we can have access to our own food like kashmir has beautiful walnuts you know so now we're getting those as well so dry fruit organization is happening we are getting cashews from goa so we're sourcing also close to native region you know but i would be lying if i said that everything i get is from india that's not been possible for me in in the kind of food i want to create because i've always wanted to push my boundary the so cooking classes teach recipes with all the ingredients available locally that's a uh, principle we have we don't teach them ingredients that are not available here so we use the cacao powder that's available here we use the rice grains that are available here and we use the abundance of dry fruit that we are gifted with so we use what is available here we highlight coconut as one of the best ingredients which we have most natural and can be like you can have 1000 million uses from coconut so there are a lot of things that we do where we meet them halfway but say i'm selling a product i need to be excited about it and i need to be able to sell something that i would not get anywhere else in india that's the usp of a brand anyway today when uh, pooja dingra started low 15 patisserie she was the first person to sell macaroons so today she is a champion in it and this is what you need to do you need to push a boundary and create something that nobody else is doing so when we started i was very clear i wanted to do desserts that nobody else was doing and just make sure that they were so clean that even if people ate them they would digest really well so ramina when you go out eating do you take your time to choose what you want to order i mean what do you keep in mind when you do that so whenever i go out to eat my friends are very supportive of my lifestyle and uh, we i largely pick asian restaurants asian restaurants are all vegan friendly and are largely gluten free because pretty much like for example a patta is always rice noodles or you could always request for rice noodles if they don't have and they'll always have it on the menu all the curries are coconut milk based if they are vegetarian um, if there's anything with paneer you ask them to put tofu so things like this are very easy to do it's it's not like your life is over and you'll have no social life but more than anything now almost all restaurants on their menu have v and gf as you know the symbols to know if it's vegan and gluten free so restaurants are also picking up on the trend the next thing you will see by end of this year is keto <laughs> they'll have like you know a keto sign for that this is keto friendly that is keto friendly so it's i found it really easy to go about living my life and still have a social life because i don't feel like i've ever compromised on anything even if my friends took me to an italian restaurant i would eat the sides because i am not fussy it doesn't bother me and now even a place like rays pizza is doing vegan pizza you know what i mean so the opportunity is abundant 
and food options are abundant so i really don't feel ever like i'm compromising on my lifestyle we here yogi satwa is under renovation can we expect a vegan restaurant something in bandra what are your future plans and upcoming events and where can we follow it I'm not inclined towards a restaurant yet uh, but there is something in store for everybody in Bombay to uh, you know possibly come to I'm not going to reveal any details yet because it's still getting uh, ready but there is definitely going to be a space for yogi satwa where you can come and buy product so largely through our instagram at i am a yogi satwa or through our website uh, yogisatwa.com uh, but now for example we are about to do panya's pop up we will be at design one this year and we're going to be starting cooking classes that are more professional so for 5 days and then a level 1 and a level 2 so starting programs where uh, you can really train yourself to understand this lifestyle and then choose what you want to do with that knowledge whether you want to go forth and be a vegan chef whether you want to sort of improve your restaurant menu does not matter you are free to do whatever you want with the education but it's really to equip people with the tools they need to make everyday food exciting because i find that is the most challenging largely all the cooking classes you go to in mumbai are about feast food so if you go it's food that you would eat as a celebration so you're learning all these amazing recipes but it's not sustainable food you can't eat this every day and my program is sustainable eating it's sustainable nutrition it's making your everyday lunch and dinner and a meal to look forward it was a total pleasure having you on the show thank you so much that totally cleared my mind so i'm glad we are at starbucks where ravina and i can enjoy some dairy free drink if this episode was informative for you do not forget to rate like share and comment my instagram handle is dakar123 where we can catch up on anything to do with food make sure you don't miss out on my next episode a fortnight later it will have lots of tips and tricks about being a foodstagrammer till then keep listening dakar food podcast on soundcloud audio Boom book my show jukebox iTunes and Savan bye for now